Okay, here we are once again. Let's discuss uh, Mosiah 4 through 6. And in the Come Follow Me manual, um, you can see that it's Mosiah 4 through 6. Uh, just kind of in review, remember King Benjamin had his people all gathered together. And they were looking at, they were all, they had all turned their tents towards him. They were all in families. And he, he wants to find out, you know, if they're willing to take upon themselves uh, this, he, he said, I'm going to give you a new name. And then he wants to find out at the end of this chapter, we'll see, or at the end of these verses um, and chapters in six, he wants to find out if the people were actually willing uh, to take upon themselves the name of Christ. So the first thing, I think one of the biggest things for me um, in studying this um, is this, is... I love what he says still here, and, and and my question is to you as well, is this. Have you taken upon yourself the name of Christ? So he says, and under this head, so in 5.8, you're made free. There's no other head whereby you can be made free. There's no other name given whereby salvation cometh. Therefore, I would that ye should take upon you the name of Christ, all you that have entered in the covenant with God, that you should be obedient unto the, unto the end of your lives. Um, and then he says in nine five nine, so Mosiah 5, 9, And it shall come to pass that whosoever doeth this shall be found at the right hand of God, for he shall know the name by which he is called, for he shall be called by the name of Christ. So, my question again to you, have you truly taken upon you the name of Christ. We'll come back to that in a minute and talk about Mosiah 5-7. Because it's one thing to be able to say, oh yeah, I've been baptized, or oh yeah, I, you know, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. But, have you taken upon yourself the name of Christ? So that is my question. Let's go back to Mosiah 4. And let's go to the uh, Come Follow Me manual. And you'll have to excuse me, I have a little bit of allergies. So yes, does it sound like my nose is stuffy? Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I have some allergy. I've been working outside. So these couple of uh, podcasts are going to they're gonna be like that. And that is fine because sometimes it is what it is. So let's discuss um, Mosiah 4. In the manual, it, talks, it, it asks this question. Have you ever heard someone speak and felt inspired to change your life? Perhaps you decided because of what you heard to live a little differently or even a lot differently. And uh, it says King Benjamin's sermon was that kind of sermon. So I thought, oh, that's pretty interesting. I don't, I, I think there's been times, there's been many, many sermons that I've heard over the years that have changed my life or caused me to change i'll hear different things and i remember um excuse me when i was living in uh richfield utah this just came to my mind and my dad there were there were two times my dad and my brothers so my dad took us to a special fireside i believe maybe it wasn't even a fireside i think it was a priesthood meeting and uh, elder kikuchi was there he was uh, of the 70 and he told his story uh, growing up in Hawaii. And I remember feeling 
something so special. I remember I had so much love for him. And I told my dad just how much I loved him. And I just felt this sense of joy in my heart. And I wanted to just keep listening to him speak. And from that, I just felt like I just wanted to be such a good person. And I wanted to feel that love and that joy always. And we're going to talk about that joy. Because King Benjamin talks about always retaining a remission of your sins. And he talks about having this joy. And I remember feeling that joy. I remember another time Elder Hate, Elder David B. Hate, And I was just a little boy. And my again, I was with my dad, and I remember sitting. I was so close, and I was up towards the front of the. We were all seated in this big. It was behind the tabernacle. We were in this uh, the youth center. They called it. There were so many people there, and I was up towards the front with my dad and my older brother. And I remember listening to Elder Hate, and I remember telling my dad afterward. I just. I just wanted to stay in that meeting. And I was a little boy. I was just a little boy. And I just wanted to stay in that meeting. I never wanted it to end. I wanted it to just keep going and going. Excuse me. Because I felt so much love. And I felt so much joy from the the Spirit. My dad talked to me. He said, that is the Spirit. That is the Holy Ghost. And I And I figured out that that was what he taught me was true. And I remember just as a, as a young boy, I don't even think I was 12 yet, but somehow, maybe in the other one I was 12 with Elder Kikuchi, but with Elder Hate, I don't believe I was even 12 years old yet. I believe, And I don't think that was a priesthood meeting. It was just a fathers and sons meeting, I'm going to say. But I remember I felt this joy. And while he was speaking as well, I remember going through my mind, and thinking of all the things that I could repent of, that I could change. And I talked to my dad afterward and about different things that I felt I needed to change and do. And and he talked to me about it. And he, he liked that as well. He thought that was a great idea. Uh, one of those things I remember was that I could be nicer to my, to my uh, siblings. And he talked to me about that, how, how I could be nicer. And we kind of created a plan and that's but I felt such a joy and such a love when he spoke even I felt the joy of Jesus Christ and his love so um, one other experience with that is my grandpa so my mom's uh, dad he was in Germany and he was in the military and um, let me pause for just a second. I'll be back. Hold on just one second. All right. I was pausing just for a second. Um, because my nose, I know it's so stuffy and the more I talk, the stuffier it gets. Um, so I'm sorry. I apologize. I won't mention that again. You'll just have to bear with it. So my grandpa was stationed in Germany in the army and he went to a conference it was like a regional conference or something with uh, Legrand Richards. He told me this story. So he went with Legrand Richards and he heard him speaking. And he said in that conference, he, he felt the Holy Ghost and he decided to change. And 
he had such it was such a stirring sermon to him that he decided to uh give up some of his bad habits that he was doing and he was already a baptized member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But in that stirring sermon, it was kind of a King Benjamin sermon for him. He uh, decided, and the Holy Ghost taught him what he needed to do. And he completely made up his mind that he was going to completely take upon himself the name of Jesus Christ and become converted to Jesus Christ. And he did. And he gave up all the bad habits. He completely changed. And within a year, he took my mom and my grandma to the Switzerland temple. And they were all sealed. And he was sealed to my grandma. And then my mom was sealed to him. And it was that sermon that I believe it was Elder LeGrand Richard spoke. But more importantly, it was the Holy Ghost that impressed upon him the changes that he needed to take to truly become converted to Jesus Christ and to take upon him truly the name of Jesus Christ. Kind of a follow-up story to that. It's pretty cool. Um, that he, um, as he was, it wasn't cool that he was dying, but it was cool that as he was getting ready to die, he uh, was homebound. He couldn't, he was bed, bed bound. And <clears throat> he wanted to make sure that he had his temple recommend. So shortly before he died, he actually asked his stake president. And his stake president talked about this. But he had his stake president come to his home. And he wanted to declare, my grandpa, we called him Papa. My Papa wanted to declare to the bishop first and then to the stake president that he was worthy before the Lord to enter into his holy house. So it was a pretty cool transition from having different uh, habits and, and addictions and, and things that he was doing. Hearing the Grand Richards completely decided to take upon him the name of Christ and to repent of all his sins and retain a remission of sins. So that he could feel that joy. About a year later. I believe it was a year. Maybe a little bit longer than a year. He took my mom. And uh, uh, of course he got sealed to my grandma. The Swiss temple. My mom was sealed to him. And from ever from that point forward. He was converted to Jesus Christ. To like I say on his deathbed. He asked to be able to uh, renew his temple recommend. So that he could declare his worthiness before the Lord Jesus Christ. So kind of a fun thing there. The other thing that when you hear a great, great speaker or many speakers like at conference, sometimes I feel, I feel overwhelmed. Um, it's kind of like, whoa, I need to work on this and I need to do this. Um, what about this and all these different things or somebody has this idea and then and sometimes I feel like I'm overwhelmed and so when when we feel overwhelmed one of the things that uh, brings me comfort is to think about the creation 
And when we think about the creation, God the Father um, asked Jesus Christ and to go down. And you remember on day one, right? He just asked him to do one thing. And so I think of Jesus Christ, the greatest of all, the creator of the world, the universe, Heavenly Father just asked him to do one thing. So on day one, if you think about it, right? Matter wasn't organized. So he went down on day one and he organized matter and then he returned to Heavenly Father and he reported. So day two, okay, so think of day two and it's like, well, day two, Christ, what did he do? Well, if you remember, he was in day one as well. He had Michael, right? The archangel, archangel. And he created, so day two, you remember day two. So there was um, a division, right, of water and land. And day three, division of light and darkness. And so what's interesting about that is on each day, it was just one thing. So going back to these great sermons that we'll often hear, for me, it's, it's, it's about taking and doing one thing at a time. Because when you get so many things and trying to do so many things, it can be very difficult. So that was a, a thought I had is to just do one thing. Just like Christ in the creation did one thing, he completed it, and then he did one thing the next day. So the next area, let's go to Mosiah 4. Let's take a look at Mosiah 4. All right, let's start out. I love this first part of Mosiah 4. And it says, um, let's go to Mosiah 4 too. Because all the people, well, for one, they, they had all fallen to the earth for the fear of the Lord had come upon them. And if you remember, this type of fear was more of a godly fear. It wasn't a fear of, of men. It was a fear or a great respect towards, towards God. This type of fear. So fear of the Lord had come upon them. And it says, And they had viewed themselves in their own carnal state even less than the dust of the earth. So I love this part. Listen to this scripture. This is Mosiah 4, 2. And they all cried aloud with one voice saying, Oh, have mercy and apply the atoning blood of Christ that we may receive forgiveness of our sins and our hearts may be purified. For we believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God who created heaven and earth and all things who shall come down among the children of men. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, have mercy and apply the atoning blood of Christ that we may receive. I think that's so such a beautiful scripture. Now, as we go into three, look at what they see in number three here. I love this. Mosiah 4, 3. It came to pass that after they had spoken these words, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them, and they were filled with joy. Now, I see that word joy and I think, wait, what? Remember the scripture, Adam fell that men might be, men are that they might have joy. Do you guys remember where that is? Adam fell that men might be, men are that they might have joy. 
Second Nephi 2, 25. That's exactly right. Second Nephi 2, 25. Adam fell that men might be and men are that they might have joy. So I thought about this and I thought, oh, hmm. So if we are to have joy, then I just came across that scripture that really made me perk up my ears. So if we were to go to Adam, or Adam, if we were to go to 2 Nephi 2.25, and you can look at the cross-reference of joy, we can go there now, and it says Moses 5.10, In that day Adam blessed God and was filled and began to prophesy concerning all the families of the earth, saying, Blessed be the name of God, for because of my transgression my eyes are open, and in this life I shall have joy, and again in the flesh I shall see God. So it's it's our opportunity to have joy. So I, so I like to think about, like, how can I be happy? How can I have, but not just be happy, but how can I have joy? How can life be wonderful? Well, the cool thing about this is King Benjamin is going to give us a pattern, and he's going to teach us how to have joy. So we just saw how they they... So this is cool that they asked, right? They fell to the earth and they asked that the atoning, apply the atoning blood of Christ that we may receive forgiveness of our sins. Went through the spirit of the Lord came upon them. Okay, so listen to that. The spirit of the Lord came upon them. So first of all, they had to have faith, right? Because they said, believe, we believe in Jesus Christ. So they believed, even though they didn't see Jesus Christ, they had faith. And then right there, they were repenting. And then they says, and then they said, so down in three again, they were filled with joy, having received a remission of their sins. Wait, so wait, let me think about that. So, so part of joy then is receiving a remission of their sins. So part of joy then is this peace of conscience. And why did it happen? Because of the exceeding faith. Remember that I just said, right up above, for we believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. They hadn't seen Jesus Christ, but they believed in him. That is faith. So because of the exceeding faith which they had in Jesus Christ, who should come according to the words which King Benjamin had spoken unto them. All right. So we know that faith and then the sense of repentance, but they were calling upon the name of Christ. Okay, faith, repentance, calling upon the name of Christ. They entered into that covenant. So that sounds a lot like faith, repentance, baptism, huh, gift of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so let's go down a little bit further. And let's, so I, as I'm watching this, I'm looking, I'm like, where else am I seeing joy? So let's look at in 11 again, because I want to know the formula to have joy. So faith, repentance, baptism is part of that. Now listen to this. Skim down, goodness, have tasted of his love, and received a remission of your sins. There it is again. Which causeth such exceedingly great joy. Well, there it is again. So let's, I'll go through all of 11. Let's actually go to 10 as well. And again, believe that you must repent of your sins and forsake them, and humble yourselves before God. Huh. There's a pattern there. So... Faith, repentance, and then we must forsake them, okay? And then humble yourselves before God, asking in sincerity. So that's prayer, that you, he would forgive you. And now if you believe all these things, see that you do them. 
says, let's check out 11. And again, I send you that as I have said before, that as ye have come to the knowledge of the glory of God, or if ye have known of his goodness and have tasted of his love and received remission of your sins, which causeth such exceedingly great joy. So Adam fell that men might be manner that they might retain a remission of their sins. Right? Basically, that's what it says here. If we are able to receive a remission of our sins, we can have exceedingly great joy. So now he tells us a little bit further what we need to do. Even so, I would that ye should remember and always retain in remembrance. Okay, so here we go. Remember the greatness of God, your own nothingness, and his goodness and long-suffering towards you. And I'm going to give you the very the key to all of this. All you've got to do is focus on one thing. And his goodness and long-suffering towards you, unworthy creatures, Humble yourselves, even in the depths of humility, calling on the name of the Lord daily and standing steadfastly in the faith of that which is to come, which was spoken by the mouth of the angel. So, do you want to know how to have joy and retain a remission of your sins? All right. So there's a bunch of different things. But here is the one thing that I'm going to recommend. If you really want to show faith, if you really want to repent, if you want to humble yourselves, if you really want to remember Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father, what do you do? Prayer. That's it. That is the one thing that I would recommend out of all those different things because by praying, you are going to humble yourselves. By praying, you will have faith. By praying, generally when you prayer pray if you're praying you should be asking for repentance you should be repenting so isn't that cool because he answered that and then he says hey you want to retain a remission of your sins guess what you need to do you need to i'm going to just recommend prayer calling on the name of the lord daily now he says something else that's really interesting right here and standing steadfastly in the faith so if you pray, I believe you're going to do that as well. Of that which is to come. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. Of that which is to come. Let's let's just jump over quickly over to 5.3. So Mosiah 5.3. Because he says, he says of that which is to come. And then, so they received the remission of their sins. Their hearts have changed. They have no more disposition to do evil. I'm skipping over to five. Now listen to this. And five, three. We have great views of that which is to come. And were it expedient, we could prophesy of all things. That's interesting to me. So again, standing in 11, standing steadfastly in the faith of that which is to come. And then they say, we have great views. And the manifestations, so, so in 3 again, 5.3, and we ourselves also through the infinite goodness of God and the manifestations of the Spirit have great views of that which is to come. And were it expedient, we could prophesy of all things. What, what is that saying to you? That's interesting to me what they're saying 
they could prophesy of all things. All right, so I, I think that's such a beautiful scripture where he says, they had great views of that which was to come. So I guess my question for us is, have we taken upon us the name of Jesus Christ, and are we able to have great views of that which is to come? Do we know what's going to happen in these coming days? Because see, these believe these people had. Because if you go back again to remember Mosiah four eleven that I just said, they were standing steadfastly in the faith of that which is to come. So, see, for me, I think, okay, am I willing to stand steadfastly in the in the faith of that which is to come? And I don't know about you, but. I think there's going to be some hard things ahead. I think it's time that you and I, we continue to repent. So that, as said in Mosiah 5.3, that we can have great views of that which is to come. And if necessary, or were it expedient, as it says, we could prophesy of all things. I think that's such a beautiful thing. So then we go into Mosiah 4, 12, And behold, I say unto you that if ye do this, ye shall always rejoice. Now rejoice is to have joy again. So there it is again. And be filled with the love of God. And always retain a remission of your sins. And ye shall grow in the knowledge of the glory of him that created you. Or in the knowledge of that which is just and true. Now let's go down just a little bit further. So we have joy again. Now in 20, here is joy again. And behold, even at this time, so Mosiah 4.20, ye have been calling on his name. Okay, remember I said that's where, that's going to help you have faith. That's going to help you repent if you truly ask for repentance. And it says in 20, and behold, even at this time, you have been calling on his name and begging for a remission of your sins. You guys, they weren't just like, oh, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for this. They were begging pleading, begging, please, Heavenly Father. Remember? And then remember up in what we just said in, in Mosiah 4.2, they all crowd with one voice saying, Oh, have mercy and apply the toning blood of Christ that we may receive a forgiveness of our sins. And then down here in 20, they say, they were begging for a remission of your sins. And then he says, King Benjamin, and has he suffered that ye have begged in vain? Nay, he has poured out his spirit upon you and has caused that your hearts. Now you guys listen to where he says the joy is felt. Your hearts should be filled with joy. And has caused that your mouth should be stopped that you cannot find utterance. So exceedingly great was your joy. So do you guys remember in previous chapters we learned that we see with our eyes. We see also with our mind because it comes into our view, right? We hear with our ears, but we understand in our hearts. So this is so cool because in Mosiah 4.20, he says that your heart should be filled with joy. So they started to understand. They started to truly understand. They felt it in their hearts, this joy. It wasn't just like this concept, this thing of, oh, I want to be happy. Oh, I, I know what happiness feels like. I can think of it. It became so, their whole souls became consumed with joy they couldn't even speak it. They didn't even know how to express themselves. 
there was so much joy in their hearts. I, that's that's amazing. Let's go into 21. And now if God who has created you on whom he, you are dependent for your lives and for all that you have and are, doth grant unto you do whatsoever you ask that is right in faith, believing that you shall receive, oh, then how you ought to impart of the substance that you have one to another. So then he tells us, okay, now that you have this joy, guess what? Share. Share it with others. Share it with other people. So I just wanted to discuss a little bit about the joy. How do we maintain the joy? How do you bring the joy each day, you guys? And truly what it what it it boils down to, if I can just impress upon you one thing, is to be able to humble yourselves in prayer, to be able to call upon our Heavenly Father in prayer and to be able to ask and plead, beg for a remission of your sins. Will that help you have faith? Yes. Will that help you repent? Yes. Will that allow yourself to remember Him always? Well, if you're constantly calling upon Him, yes, that will help. So let's just really quickly look under the Bible Dictionary. Under P for, starts with P, ends in rare, and that would be per-rare. All right, let me just go here. So let's go to prayer. Where are we at here? Okay, here we go. Now, I love this definition in the Bible Dictionary about prayer. Um, right here. Prayer is nowhere specifically commanded as a duty in the law, and prayers were not prescribed at the sacrifices except on two occasions. Keep going down. Um, it was the custom to pray three times a day. Okay, keep going down kind of after the scriptures, and then you get down to this. As soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand toward God, namely, God is our Father and we are His children, then at once prayer becomes natural and instinctive on our part. Many of the so-called difficulties about prayer arise from forgetting this relationship. Prayer is the act by which the will of the father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. The object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are not, but that are made conditional on our asking for them. Okay, did you hear that? So the object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional on our asking for them. So yes, we do actually have to ask. He already knows what blessings we need, but we actually have to ask for them. Blessings require some work or effort on our part before we can obtain them. Now, listen to this. So we have to do our part, and then listen to this part. Prayer is a form of work and is an appointed means for obtaining the highest of all blessings. But I, I thought that was pretty cool. Blessings require some work or effort on our part before we can obtain them. Listen to part of our work. Prayer is a form of work and is an appointed means for obtaining the highest. Wait, what? The highest of all blessings. Okay, so there we go. 
that is that is what I highly recommend doing is truly humbling ourselves in prayer. All right, let's go over to um so let's talk about um the other forms of retaining a remission of our sins. We know that remember in most, in uh second Nephi thirty one seventeen we talk about the gate into which we can enter that is baptism. First we must have faith. We must repent. Um President or uh, Elder Bednar said something as well in his in his talk, if you look at that talk, and I want to look at just a quick snippet here from his talk. Alright, let's see if I can grab this. Alright, look at this. So he talks about um baptism and he talks about the ordinances. We must in order to in order to have godliness there we must we must be able to participate in the ordinances. Remember Doctrine and Covenants 84, 19 through 21. Let's, I'll look at that first and then we'll come back to this. I want to I look at that first. This, this is really important. Okay, Doctrine and Covenants 84. Let's go here and let's go uh, 19 through 21. Uh, let's, let's see. Okay, here we are. And this greater priesthood administereth the gospel and holdeth the key of the mysteries of the kingdom, even the key of the knowledge of God. Okay, so I'm just going to give you a really quick little nugget here. This is a little golden pearl right here. Golden nugget? I guess it's probably a white pearl and a golden nugget, but I said a golden pearl, so that's extra special. <laughs> so think about it like this. This just said the key of the mysteries of the kingdom. So you remember the Aaronic priesthood, it holds the key to the ministering of angels, right? So the Melchizedek priesthood holds the key of the mystery, mysteries of the kingdom, even the key of the knowledge. So it has the mysteries and the knowledge. Then he tells us really quickly, therefore in the ordinances thereof, the power of godliness is manifest. And without the ordinances thereof and the authority of the priesthood, power of godliness is not manifest unto men in the flesh. So we must participate in the ordinances. So when we think of the ordinances, let's think of three in particular that we'll talk about and Elder Bednar talked about in his talk is baptism. We know that baptism is the gate, but we must be also enter into the baptism of fire because without the Holy Ghost we cannot be cleansed or sanctified. See that is the second part. You remember the um uh Joseph Smith said it's it's just as good to baptize a bag of sand if you don't receive the Holy Ghost. And I remember um one time there was a story told to me that there was this person who wanted to be baptized they wanted to be baptized so badly. It wasn't one of my my people that I helped on the mission, but somebody else told me this person they got baptized, and that's all they wanted to do. They didn't want to receive the Holy Ghost. And I thought, without the baptism of fire, there's no point in getting baptized. And so there must be there must be the baptism of fire or the gift of the Holy Ghost. And receiving that gift of the Holy Ghost, we must continually and constantly work at that. All right. So let's go to what Elder Benar says in his quote. It's really good. He says, the next one, we talk about the ordinance of the sacrament. 
The sacramental emblems are sanctified in remembrance of Christ's purity or our total dependence upon His atonement and of our responsibility to so honor our ordinances and covenants that we can stand spotless before Him at the last day. The ordinance of the sacrament is a holy and repeated invitation to repent sincerely and to be renewed spiritually. The act of partaking of the sacrament in and of itself does not remit sins. Okay, now listen to this. doesn't remit sins. But as we prepare conscientiously, I, I got to read that again. That was so important. But as we prepare conscientiously and participate in this holy ordinance with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, then the promise is that we may always have the Spirit of the Lord to be with us. And by the sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost as our constant companion, we can always retain remission of our sins. And what we know from what King Benjamin said is if we always retain remission of our sins, then what do we have? Joy. So see, when people say, oh, I'm going to miss out this week on the sacrament, or I've got something more important than church or the sacrament, I'm kind of like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? How could you miss the sacrament? Like, I remember when I was such, I was a youngster and I first started in seminary and uh, I just barely started in seminary and and, uh, my teacher was Brother Hyatt. And he said to me, or he said to us as a class, he said, if you really understood the sacrament, I mean, you would do anything, everything to make sure that you made it. Like you would never miss the sacrament, ever. You would crawl on your hands and knees to make it before the sacrament table to be able to retain a remission of your sins, but also to be able to always have His Spirit, meaning the Lord's Spirit with us. Because isn't that beautiful what He says? He said, Elder Benar again, then the promise is that we may always have the Spirit of the Lord to be with us, and then he says, and by the sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost as our constant companion, we can always retain the mission of our sins. So I remember one time I was in Florida and I was trying to find, I was there for a business trip and I wanted to make it to the sacrament. And so I figured out where to go and it was going to take me about, it was going to take a while. Like the closest bus I could get was about a half an hour or an hour away still, I had to still walk. So I remember taking the bus. Okay, so I took the bus for about an hour and then it was supposed to be a 45-minute walk or so. It ended up taking about an hour. Well, by the time I got there, so it took about two hours to get to church. By the time I got there, I had missed the sacrament. And I thought, oh no, I missed the sacrament. And and i'm not i'm not saying that you need to do this i just felt like i needed to at that time so i asked if um i asked the bishop the branch president i said this is my circumstance this is what i did i tried to make it i walked for like an hour trying to make it at points i was even running trying to make it and i barely missed the sacrament and i said is Again, this was a special circumstances. I had done everything that I could do to make it there. And I asked that, I think he was a branch president or bishop, I don't remember. And I said, is there any chance 
that I could still be able to have the sacrament. And I think he saw how important it was to me because it was. And he said, that's fine. And he had the, the priests redo the sacrament. Of course, you wouldn't take that which was already blessed, right? He actually, they prepared it and did everything anew. And then I was able to partake of the sacrament. Kind of like as they did, they were going to take the sacrament to some different people like shut-ins. And they allowed me to partake of the sacrament. And I was so thankful. Because for me, I always want the Lord's Spirit. I always want Jesus Christ's Spirit to be with him. I want to be able to hear him. So that when the time comes, I can see him. Alright? And so, the sacrament is so important. Remember, it holds the key to the ministering of angels. Alright, let's just go over to, let's go back to um, Mosiah 5. Let's skip over, so now we're finished with 4 mainly. Let's just talk quickly about Mosiah 5, and uh, we will finish up. So, um, Mosiah 5, 4, one more time we'll talk. And it is the faith which he have um, had on the things which our king has spoken unto us that has brought us to this great knowledge, whereby we do rejoice with exceedingly great joy. There it is again. So remember this week, our job is to, I rec highly recommend to be able to really start creating a special relationship through through prayer. Um, going down to Mosiah 5.7, we've talked about this before, but remember, Christ becomes the father of the covenant. And so because of the covenant which ye have made, you shall be called the children of Christ, his sons and his daughters. For behold, this day he has spiritually begotten you. For ye say that your hearts are changed through faith on his name. Therefore ye are born of him and have become his sons and his daughters. So you guys, the covenants that we make become so important. In 8, it says, take upon you the name of Christ. And then, of course, he says in 9 that we already said, the name by which he is called, for he shall be called by the name of Christ. If we want to be found on the right hand of God, we must take upon us the name of Christ. And then let's just finish with uh, 15. Therefore, I would that ye should be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in good works, that Christ the Lord God omnipotent may seal you his so you are sealed to christ that you may be brought to heaven that you may have everlasting salvation and eternal life through the wisdom and power and justice and mercy of him who created all things in heaven and earth who is god above all amen i testify jesus christ lives i know he will come again it is our job to hear him so that we may see him May I invite you to this week to truly and always from ever from now on forevermore is to be able to humble yourself and call upon Heavenly Father to ask Him to work in your prayers, to beg of Him for repentance, to ask for those things that we need, that we may hear, that we may hear Him, that we may hear Jesus Christ so that we can return to the Father, is my prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.